Dunkin's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusions apply. Limited time offer. With Metro and the best deal in wireless, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees included every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. 5G access requires capable device. Coverage not available in some areas. See Metro by T-Mobile.com or store for details. Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. I'm Stephen Jodderand. Armonica Fies with us. What's up? <laughs> I mean, if you want me to put words on how I feel right now, I, I, I really can't. I, I'm, I don't, I don't know what to say. If you're just, uh, if you just tune into the world of sports, USA is not in the World Cup. Match literally just ended 15 minutes ago. Here's our instant reaction uh, for the next half hour. It's just our feelings. We'll see what Bruce Arena says. Um, yeah, but I incredible. Carlos Bocanegra, after the game, legit sounded like he had just had his mom pass away. He was a loss for words. It was awful. <laughs> I mean, it was it was so sad to see on TV. Just oh. like to see him, just like he didn't know what to say. First time since what eighty six, the USA is on the World Cup. Well, do we want, do you want my initial thoughts on this whole thing? Yes, let's Steven? go. Let's go. Initial All right. thoughts. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. When we when we talked about this on the show, we kept saying we should be worried. Nothing. Something isn't looking right. We should be worried. The guests that would, the guests that would come onto our show would say, "No, we are fine. The United States will be fine. They'll work it out. They'll win it." The media said. The U.S. be fine. They'll work it out. They'll win it. Everyone said it'd be fine. It'd work it out. They'd win it. We are sitting here on October 10th, 2017, and the United States is fifth place out of six in CONCACAF, sitting on 12 points behind Honduras, Panama, Costa Rica, and Mexico. To put this in the words... The United States was given so many opportunities to make it. Stephen, I know you. you we, we talked about our text. I was giving you some crap. But Switzerland lost one game and are in yep. a playoff. They yep. had no room to make mistakes. They should have scored more goals. The United States was given opportunities. 
don't have top opportunity. They need to draw Trinidad and Tobago. Let me say something. Trinidad and Tobago. Let me say it again. <laughs> B team. Wait, wait, wait. Trinidad team. and Tobago. The B team. The B team. They don't have Kevin Molino. I forgot. They're missing. They're missing somebody else too. Those and those and Kenwin Jones was on the team. His brother I, scored. I'm sitting here. <laughs> no, that was um. What's no? his name? The other brother. Uh, what's his name? I forgot. For the Sounders. Um, Joven Jones. There you go. Yeah. He's going to Darmstadt. Uh, Joven Jones is. Let me say that one more time. Trinidad and Tobago. This is embarrassing for the United States of America. This is embarrassing for the United States. Bruce Arena should never have a coaching job in MLS or in any other country. This guy, his career is ruined. I'm sorry. His career is flout ruined. You know... Th- that guy, that guy really made me angry when he said, "I ho- hope some of the big shots, you know, in other countries could come and play in Concacaf." Yes, we get it. The structurally, it's hard, but to say that, as cocky as that sounded, and now look, look at you, Bruce. You're you're sitting on the outside looking in. You're out of the World Cup, and you're an embarrassment to the country. The those players out there should be embarrassed. Outside of Pulisic. I'm sorry, Christian Pulisic. You deserve better. You you are an amazing player. Uh, I'm just. I would say I'm sorry that we couldn't make it to World Cup. We're gonna have to wait four more years to see you on the national on the international stage. It's it's really it's honestly, Stephen. It's embarrassing. It's it's really embarrassing. I'm embarrassed right now. I mean, luckily we're we we are dual nationals. I mean, you have your Swiss. Look forward to in playoffs. I have Iran to look forward to in the World Cup. But if you're United States, if you're Fox, oh my God! If you are Fox, <laughs> you have the rights to the World Cup. No USA, you are screwed. If you are an American who loves soccer, you are screwed. If you're an MLS owner, you're screwed. If you're an MLS player, you're screwed. If you're an executive of the MLS TV rights, you're screwed. Soccer is screwed in the United States. Screw you, all you media members who literally were so afraid to attack Bruce Arena and his tactics. I got lit up on Twitter last Friday night because... I said they should go with a back three. Great. They, I, do you remember last Friday night? They came out swinging. Four nail. Christian Pulisic has the moment uh, of the evening, of the weekend, of the, of, the, of the month. And then it all gets torn down against Trinidad and Tobago. A loss to Trinidad and Tobago. Can we emphasize that they were playing in, they were playing in front of like maybe a hundred fans. Had won <laughs> one game, a hundred fans. The entire time you're watching the B Win Sports, all you could hear is the stupid water pumps. It felt like a high school game. This is in. <laughs> this is just. It's so bad, man. It's so bad. The United States team deserves to qualify for the World Cup. They completely ruined themselves. I just. I'm sitting here right now. As a huge American fan, my friends right now who are huge American fans are shocked, disappointed. Steven, you know what you said last podcast, the last preview we had? Yeah. You said the United States national team sucks. Well, I'll double that down. The United States national team is god-awful. Yeah, Awful? You mean terrible? Awful. This team 
is awful. The fact that they want to bring Chris Wondolowski onto the game <laughs> to save the United States. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Sitting here as someone who's followed the national team, followed all this. Wondolowski is a locker room player. Now you're like, oh, we got to bring him on you know, to save us for the World Cup. That's when I knew, Stephen, 100%. That's when I knew the United States were going to lose that game. That's when I knew. And that's when I knew we had to make a podcast. That's when I knew we had to do all this. This is the epitome of the most embarrassing moment in United States soccer history. What did we say? What did we say would happen if the United States missed the World Cup? Armand, Armand. Yes, I, I want to get there. Give me one second. What's incredible is that the United States had their backs against the wall and they come out flying for nail. That set them up for a 93% chance of qualifying. You had to draw. That was it. A draw against Trinidad. <sighs> okay, so how terrible of a feeling you m- must have right now if you're a member of the national team. Your disgrace, your career, like I said, last show, when we talked about how important this weekend was for not U.S. soccer, for soccer in America, okay? I know a lot of people who don't like the national team. I know a lot of people who don't like MLS. They pay attention to other leagues. And yet, we have to sit here. And put all our chips on the national team because that's what moved the ne- moves the needle when it comes to soccer here in the states. Go look at the TV ratings of the last World Cup and then the following year with the women's World Cup. Look at what they did. It, it continued to grow. Now we're going to take a massive step backwards. This will cost us a whole generation of soccer players. No doubt. In my mind, will this cost us? You're not wrong, Stephen, when you say that. This is, you're, you know, you know what people do in the summer. They watch TV. You know what they what they would watch. Christian Pulisic, a 19 year old phenom from Borussia Dortmund, come up and he's the sole reason why the he's the sole. I'm sorry to interrupt, but he's the sole reason why we even had a chance. He's the he's gonna go back to Dortmund. And he's probably going to have a pretty successful season. Right? Michael Bradley's, yeah. Bradley's going to go back to Toronto, and nobody's going to care. Kellen Costa's going back to FC Dallas, probably not make the playoffs. Clint Dempsey's going to go back to Seattle, nobody cares. I, I, I could go on and on. Timmy Howard, go retire. Man, like, just thinking about that, I mean, to be honest with you, that means Kellen Costa's probably gone in the winter. Yeah, no, I, and and Tim Howard, you sent me a video this morning about how he doesn't like to play the 90 minutes, and I get it. I understand his perspective. I do. It's not – I don't know if – he doesn't not enjoy the game, but, you know, it's a stress – it's a very stressful environment for those 90 minutes. I understand, Timmy Howard. But he's old. He is way too old, and I don't understand why he, he wouldn't want – considers to retire at the end of this season because there's no point of playing next year because he's not going to have a World Cup – uh, roster to fight for, right? Roster spot to fight for. There, there's, there's absolutely nothing 
that the United States can do to to promote the game to for Fox to actually explore the option with marketing. Christian Pulisic would oh my god. I mean Christian Pulisic could have been something so special and now his marketing as an individual, Armand, Christian Pulisic's marketing ability gone. Man, you're right. I mean, like I said, I'm sitting here. I rushed home, sitting here as a USA fan. And you're sitting here as an American. You're sitting here as a fan of soccer in the country of the United States. Someone who I would I want to see MLS grow. I want to see all this happen. And, Stephen, we were sitting here. And I hate to say it. We've been talking about this for so long. We called it. Did we United not States call it? A real estate probability missing one. We basically did. I want to be honest. We did, Stephen. We did. And I want to be. I want to be honest. People might not be taking what we say as me and you seriously, but this this type of new wave. It's this thing is going to send shockwaves around everything in soccer, United States. Stephen. I'm talking. I'm talking from the infrastructure of well the structure of how us is made with sunil galati with the man with the manager with everything they do up and down the ranks i'm talking mls how much is going to affect that i'm talking media because what what did we see we saw a bunch of people defend bruce left and right for every decision he made we saw we saw people defend the national team what can these guys say now there has to be questions asked how can a team of the the team in the free world, one of the best, the best, one of the best countries to live in in the world, with three hundred million people, with the best <laughs> infrastructure, failed to miss the World Cup on the loss against a team like Trinidad. And there's no offense, Trinidad. Let me tell you something. Trinidad played a fantastic game, but we're talking about the United States. It's it it it, it sends shockwaves. It sends shockwaves to kids who won't see. Their idols play at the World Cup stage. Who's your Who's gonna be Who's gonna be their idol now? It's not gonna be Christian Pulisic. Nope. He's gonna be sitting at He's gonna be sitting at home or training in preseason with Dortmund. I agree. Listen, Listen, go ahead. I would say, listeners, listening to Uncle Sam's soccer podcast post USA Trinidad and Tobago World Cup qualifier, instant reaction. All emotion, um, very random emotion. But, I mean, this is how I feel that a majority of the U.S. soccer fan feels like. They just, you're speechless. You want to cry a little bit. You cried a little bit inside. I know I did. Uh, You want to punch a wall because you're so frustrated. The sport that I think a lot of us love uh, just got taken away from you, it feels like. You know, you're a little kid, mom and dad pulls, you know, the binky out of you and you can't do anything about it, you know. Lollipop's gone. I mean, that that's what yeah, it, it's it, it's how we feel dude, I, about it. And I'm 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 sad, Steven. To be honest, with you, I'm sad. I'm really sad. I I don't know how you're not sad. And it's it was just about getting there. And we could have lost Every game at the World Cup, but if at least we would have been there, you know, 
I, this team is awful. It's unlikable. I, I, I was tweeting people. I said this team's just not likable. There's nothing about this team outside of Christian Pulisic that you like. You can't like Michael Bradley as captain because he's unmotivated. You can't like Bruce Arena because he's even worse of a motivator than Michael Bradley is on the pitch. Uh, there's no life in this team. There, where's the creativity? Where's this? I don't know. You, you watch the 2014 World Cup team and you thought you felt something with it. You're like, okay, you know what? We're gonna grind out results. We're gonna, we're going to absolutely fight to the last minute. Under Klinsman at the 2014 World Cup, that was what it was like. Yeah, he had a falling out after that, and he got sacked. In comes Bruce Arena, the savior. Yeah, he leads us to the Gold Cup. We're, we win in games. And in the span of four games, in the, la- the last four games of World Cup qualifier, Armand, let me put it to you. One win, one draw, two losses. It's four unacceptable. Points. Four points from 12. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And especially when you say, I, I, I want to see these European hotshots come to CONCACAF and play. I don't care what your contact was. I don't care if you're saying, oh, it's the place. The places you play are garbage. They're hard. I mean, whatever, Bruce. You don't say these things when your team is on the edge. Your team isn't guaranteed a spot. I'm, again, I keep bringing this example because I was so shocked when I saw the standings. Switzerland lost one game and they're in the playoff. Twenty-seven points. Say that. I, and I know this might sound like, oh, I'm biased. I'm not biased or anything. I'm the. I Switzerland would be the biased one. One game. Yeah. And are in a playoff. United States couldn't win four games. <laughs> and sure, they played lesser opponents. Sure, sure. But the United States should be up there, at least in the top three. Now, people might be saying, I want to bring this up. People might be saying, oh, it's MLS. It's MLS. It's MLS. Who wants to hear a really, really fun fact? You want to hear a fun fact, Steven? I love fun facts. Give it to us. All right. The two players who scored goals that knocked the United States out of World Cup playing MLS. Were Roman Torres, yep, from Panama, who plays for the Seattle Sounders, on one great goal. He shoved off that defender and smashed it. It was a great goal. And Albert Elise from the Houston Dynamo. So why is it that MLS is helping CONCACAF, but not specifically the United States? Every other team has gotten better. To be honest with you, every team has gotten better. It's an issue. It's something we got to ask. We got to ask ourselves. And you can tell that this team has regressed. I mean, overall, this team is just not looking sharp. They did not look good against Trinidad. They looked terrible. Omar Gonzalez should have had maybe should have maybe been excuse me sent off. He had a challenge. That was a penalty. Plain and simple. There was uh, only. Oh, I mean, before you, but I'm going to end it real quick. But before you, um, when you look at that team, I mean, honestly, I felt like only two or three players really, like, have improved. And I'd say Pulisic and Yedlin are the only two that really come up to mind. You know, Armand, I feel like I'm going to wake up from this nightmare and be like, okay, we're in the World Cup. Oh, wait, nope, 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 nope. No, we're not. Um, uh, I just can't believe I, I just can't believe that we are sitting here on Tuesday night recapping that the United States is out of the World Cup 
it's heart it's heartbreaking it's disappointing and it's just ang- it's just if, if you fill up with anger but we're going to take a quick break here we're going to talk about the phantom goal that knocked out the United States we're actually going to talk about the tactics uh did Bruce Arena uh set the team up for failure tonight and uh who is to blame more the players or the manager so we're going to take a quick break recap our emotions and we'll be right back. Yes, listeners, it is instant reaction. USA, Trinidad, and Tobago. Two to one for Trinidad. USA out of the World Cup. How's it make you feel? Tweet us. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts before the game? Were you excited? Were you happy? You think we'd do it? What about now? Who's to blame? Players, manager, federation, (laughs) the media. Let us know because we're lost for words. I mean, this show is all over the map. That's okay. This is how we feel. Armand, let's actually talk about the game. We're going to get to Taylor Twellman and, and his rant. Uh, we're going to get to the Phantom goal here in a second too. But about the game, God, was it just awful to watch. I feel like every player it, sucked. It was, it was It was terrible. I mean, there was no urgency. There was no desire, I felt like. And they looked very sluggish. Like Stephen, like when I mean sluggish, I was watching it uh, on on my computer, and just the game looked slow. Was it was it to you? I felt like my thing was like on minus like one half speed or something. The game looked slow. <laughs> Actually, I got a tweet. Uh, no, I got a message from my father going, "I'm watching the second division Swiss side play right now." It, yeah, you're completely right. It felt slow. I think it had to do with the pitch. I think the game with the water. It felt very wet, but yeah, I agree. The game was very, very slow in that play. Like, the urgency from the United States did not exist. It was as if they were were at the top of the hex, had absolutely nothing to play for. They just wanted to get in and get out, and it didn't matter if they lost 10-0. to That's what it felt like. It did, Steven. It really did. I mean... Uh, to be honest with you, it just it just felt it just felt lethargic. It didn't, I didn't see any urgency to get that goal until like until they were down 2-0 and you know they, they got the goal through Pulisic after halftime. I mean, it just looked lethargic. It looked slow. It looked bad. And as a U.S., I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was watching the game. I was just worried, and my stream was actually delayed. My stream was delayed, and my uh, my friend looked at me. And then look back, we were in the library at, at UC Dallas, and I'm like, oh, what happened? And he said, look at your screen. And I saw the Omar Gonzalez on goal. I was like, this is, I was like, there's no way we're going to the World Cup after that. No, uh, Timmy Howard, old. He's just old. Time to get rid of him. Bye bye. Awful tonight. DeAndre Night-night. Yedlin, uh, probably was one of the better players tonight. I thought he, he was pacey. Uh, brought an element to the game that definitely changed the dynamic. Omar Gonzalez scored an own goal. Uh, 
Actually, he terrible game, terrible game, and he felt terrible after the game. He goes, "I don't have the exact." Oh, I have the quote here. He goes, "It's one of the worst days of my career." Sorry, the worst day of his life. Yeah, sorry to the U.S. fans. Well, apology not accepted. Um, Matt Beasler, least not as bad as Omar Gonzalez. That's all I have to say. Uh, Willafania. Armand, what do you think? Uh, I thought he, I thought I thought I thought he played decently, but I mean, no one stood out for me except I mean, Pulisic was creating opportunities. That's about it, man. And and Dempsey, yeah, uh, uh, Dempsey, but he's gone. He's not going to be there for he, his World Cup. His national team roster spot was there until the end of next year's World Cup. But now he's done. He's going to play a couple friendlies. But other than that, you clean the house. Josie Altador, useless. Bobby Wood, a couple turnovers. But once again, eh. Christian Pulisic scored. Um, I think he has like five goals and four assists. Excellent. An excellent player with a terrible team around him. Darlington Nagby. Um, I felt like he was he was just chasing defensively uh, and then when he went going forward he wasn't necessarily doing the best so it was just yeah it was, a, it, was a, it was a and then there's Michael Bradley again left alone tactically uh, with four at the back yeah, chasing the game no leadership no emphasis on urgency I remember listening to the broadcast uh, Jones saying, yeah, the players on the field know the circumstance. They know the scores of Mexico, Panama. They know the scores of uh, what, Honduras. What are the scores of the games again? Uh, Honduras 1-3-2 and uh, Panama 1-2-1. There you go. They, he, I was sitting there going like, that's such a wrong thing to be thinking. The players should be out there to win the game, get the result. The U.S. had their the destiny in their own hands. A 93% chance of qualifying. If I had told you, Armand, before the game, USA isn't qualifying, you would have laughed. I, You would have said, $100 bet. Yeah, I would have. I would have done the same thing. I was like, there's no way. Make 100 Yeah, I'll make a simple 100 bucks. God. Yeah. So the players, awful. Tactically speaking, Bruce Arena set his team up for failure by playing... Four at the back, and then this diamond-shaped midfield, and with two at the front. It did not change from Friday night. And I, I thought, mean, can you can you blame him? Or I mean, I'm I'm just saying hypothetically. Uh, at the beginning of the game, can you blame him for sticking to something that worked? Because I can see tactically why he would choose that. I just think the players looked relatively sluggish, so they weren't weren't able to, you know, like. Because they were fresh, you know, the game against Panama. So it was it, it was a dominant performance. But half these players weren't fresh, you know. They they were they were really sluggish. I felt like that's why the formation looked like garbage. I know you you and me are advocates for the three back line. Yep, I think now we're gonna get it with whoever is gonna replace Bruce Arena. Uh, I I honestly. The one thing I would have changed is that midfield. I think you would have you should have. Maybe played one at the front. You know, you a zero zero draw was enough. You play, yeah. 
I agree. No, I I, I agree. I um, don't understand why Bruce Arena was like, you know what? With the with the back line being so shaky, uh, which has been shaky all qualifying long. Throughout, yeah. You know, without John Brooks, without the consistent play, without good partnership between any two, why not sit there and be like, I, I think I'm going to go a little more defensively. We're going to grind the result out. And then hopefully Trinidad and Tobago realizes it's 0-0 in the 60th minute. Christian Pulisic probably works some magic like he did, scores a goal, and uh, the you know it'd be smooth sailing. I don't blame him for doing something that had worked. But Trinidad and Tobago either did their homework or I don't know. But there was something that was just off about this formation. I don't know. if it, I blame the players more than Bruce because the system worked in Orlando City against Panama. It worked. The Absolutely, players were motivated. Bru- the blame goes on the Michael Bradley, the captain. Mr. I don't pay attention to sheeps or whatever he said. I don't remember. Uh, you, you, you're, you're still uh... – Oh, I'm going to hold that over his head because he opened his mouth. And when you open your mouth, you're going to get it shoved right back into it. Or the, everything that comes out is going to get shoved right back in your mouth. No, I, I agree, Stephen. Um, tactically, what I would have done is – um, to be honest, I mean the two goals they scored were fluky, but Trinidad still looked more. What's the word for it? I guess more threatening. In my opinion, they were very threatening, even though they controlled less of the possession. In this instance, you need to set up in a way that allows you to be flexible. You are your 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 game plan literally switches by situation. A draw, you stay exactly how you are. Yeah, if you need a win, you need a switch. If you need to defend, you need to defend. In my opinion, if he had to run a three, a th- this might be me being naive. This might be me being naive and dumb. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm gonna say what, what I think. If he ran a three-five-two or a three-back line formation, I feel like it would have been a lot more different. Because let's say the USA had scored, for example, you can tuck those, you can tuck those fullbacks back. And took took those fullbacks a little bit, a little bit more back. Then you could then you, then you could maybe sack. You could push the defensive mids a little bit more back, and you can suck up pressure and hit him on the counter. That 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 that's my thought process. Or if you need the goal, you can push those wing backs up. I mean, is 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 that is it wrong to think that? No, it's not wrong. I remember that you and I have been talking about this forever about making this switch and just to try it out the problem is how's why would bruce arena try something out the last game when he knew no that's that's very true that's very true but he was but he did try out the 343 against mexico in the crucial qualifier at azteca where he had the cojones to try something in a big stage knowing that full no full knowing that the United States might lose this game, but even if the United States had lost the game, nobody would have really criticized because it's Mexico, it's Azteca, it's impossible to win there. And yet it worked. It was it was a moment of sheer brilliance from Bruce Arena, and everybody thought that was what turned... That was a shining moment. In my opinion, that was Bruce Arena's shining moment. The tactical masterclass to hold Mexico at bay at Azteca, it was awesome. I mean, it was... Tactically, it was fantastic to watch. They matched him in almost every every phase of the park, and then you go back to this lethargic four four two. 
It's old. This but dinosaur. I, I, I do wonder if Bruce Arena thought the four four two was was going to be just enough to get them there, and then he would have started to experiment after they had qualified. Maybe that was in the back of his mind. I think that was. I don't think I don't think Bruce Arena is dumb. Okay? I don't I, I think he's a decent manager. I really don't. I, I think he, he's done wonders for US soccer, right? He took mm-hmm. the United States to the quarterfinals in two thousand and two. But that was two thousand and two. When when he took over LA and he guided them to the MLS Cups. Great. But he he was still of that old school mind and it's just not working for this game, for this team. But Armand, who do you blame more? Bruce or the players? To be to, to be to be honest with you, if if we're looking if we're looking at this right now, the like like I said, how can you blame Bruce for going to a formation that worked and that you won a four zero literally three nights before? It's you have it, it has to be some on the players. I mean, the players have to take, let's not let's 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 criticize these guys like Lexi Lawless did. They seem to be really fired up and really happy when they're talking about Lexi Lawless criticizing them now what they missed the world cup <laughs> you know like i think some blame doesn't need, does need to fall on the players they look very sluggish look very lethargic like i said it, 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 i mean there, it felt like only three or four players gave a damn to be honest pulisic's the only pulisic was the only one that had heart he's my i'm I'd sure say, i'd say dempsey too as a 19 year old kid you're you're you know, what is your dream? Your country is on the line. Not even that, you... Armand. What is what is the dream of any ten year old soccer player playing on the street? Whether you're in Argentina, the World Cup, Africa, Asia, it's to play in the World Cup. That's all you ever want as a kid is to play in the World Cup in front of the globe. Chattering, you know, heartbreaking. Um just you know, scrolling through Twitter, this is one tweet I saw. If U.S. soccer got MLS, NSL, NASL, USL to make player development more of a priority, this would have never happened. And I think that's such a stupid thing to say. The The players, on an individual per level, are good enough, if not better, than majority of the players... In CONCACAF. If you had to make a list of the top 100 players, you'd find all 11 American players on that list. Easily. The starting players. Christian Pulisic is the best player in CONCACAF. But to blame MLS is so stupid because MLS has done wonders for Costa Rica, Honduras, Panama, for all these other countries. They have, they have, and that's why I hate when people say, "Oh, it's MLS's fault." I mean, if it was MLS's fault, why is Panama qualifying? <laughs> why is Honduras qualifying? Why did an MLS and why did why did Costa Rica with Urania scoring two qualify? You know, it's, it's it's stupid things like that that push a country back. They try to find something to blame when there's nothing really to blame but the players themselves. We we look to blame MLS immediately. What's MLS done? MLS has improved. 
We have players that we have players that play in the South American qualifiers. We have players that play in the UEFA. UEFA. You had a I player mean, start it, right now against. You had a player that plays in MLS start against Portugal for Switzerland. Jamai exactly, Jamai Lee, and you and people are gonna point the fingers at the wrong things. There's a bunch of people who don't who I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little blunt who don't really pay attention to soccer outside the national team. And I feel like they're kind of blinded. Um, I do I do feel like that some of our younger players need to go to Europe to develop. I mean, look how Yedlin developed. That is a that's case study. But to blame MLS as a whole is wrong because look around us. Look, I think it's the blame shouldn't fall on MLS. The blame should fall on what the hell happened that we're still on the losing the last limbs of Clint Dempsey, of Tim Howard. Of, of, of some of these players are just yeah. they're not good enough anymore they're, they're not just, good enough anymore and 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 I know you want to talk about the uh, phantom goal but Stephen Alfing should even talk about the phantom goal because the United States needed a tie against Trinidad and Tobago to advance the phantom goal okay man whatever it happens but if people are going to point to that instead of them their inability to tie Trinidad and Tobago then they're too they're 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 too brainwashed to understand how poor the United States national team had played. If they they needed they needed a goal to go there, uh, some call like that to go their way, like a technicality to go or something like that to go their way to make a playoff, a playoff. Yeah. So think about that for a second before we're gonna if we're gonna talk about the the, the phantom goal. I think it's an irrelevant thing. They lost a Trinidad and Tobago. I I mean. That if that you know phantom goal hadn't gone in, blah 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 blah, blah. they would have lost Australia. It would have, it wouldn't. Yes, it would have changed the outcomes. We'd be sitting here probably. It would have caused different outcomes. Yes, but at the end of the day, United States had the World Cup in literally both their hands, and they let it slip away. I don't know how they let it slip away. The players. Did not want to play in the World Cup. That's what it looked like. That's what it felt like. And they have let down the country. And the only positive thing that could come out of this, Armand, is the fact that we're talking about this as a nation. I got updates from CNN, Fox News, the AP, from Yahoo. That was the. This is the leading story right now in the Twitter's world, in sports media. Uh, on phone updates, this is a leading story because this is huge. You always thought the United States will at least get to the World Cup, and then after that, we'll see what happens. And we'll see if we improve. This, this is the only positive that can come out of this is that we get talking about it and we make wholesale changes. But if we're not making any changes, then nothing. Then we're screwed even more. Hey, abs- absolutely, Stephen. And like, um, I I, I don't know if. I should talk about it now, but I really want to talk about some of the issues. I mean, it, should we talk about it now? Well, we're going to take a quick break. Do want to repeat? The United States right. haven't missed a World Cup since 1986. They will do well, so. Well, update in- that stat. 2017, <laughs> baby. Yeah, well, we're going to uh, take th- that stat. will now have changed. Uh, but, um, nope, 2018, we will not. Be there. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk about what our mom wants to talk about. Uh, 
And we're going to talk about Taylor Twellman because he finally said something on ESPN uh, that I think lit a little spark in soccer world. Taylor Twellman taking, following the footsteps of Lexi Lawless. I want to come back with a quote. It's from the current president of United States soccer. Oh, this got to be good. He said, after loss tonight, you don't make wholesale changes on a ball being two inches wide or two inches in. We'll look at everything. <laughs> uh, to be honest, this guy won't be president in a couple in, well, when the next election comes he's around. Gone. He's gone. He's gone. Uh, I'm sorry, Sunil Gulati. Nah, 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 nah. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> you make wholesale changes on your team missing the World Cup. Uh, that's all I'll say about that topic. Um, we've been talking about it for weeks about the lack of development and this missing generation. This is why we get a bunch of old guys trying to qualify for the World Cup. Obviously, this has to do with the lack of uh development. In at least our generation, which I would be the age of generation right now where the players are lacking. Christian Pulisic is 19. Costa's 22. Ariola is what? 21 or 22? Somewhere around there. But besides for those three players, the Olympic teams have failed. You've had failure in development from MLS. MLS just started to get smart about that. So we're not going to see that transition for another couple of years. Okay? Yes, you have players playing in Europe. Sadly, John Brooks has, you know, without, I think he would have helped out this national team. Uh, you know, the Johnson call-up, maybe, the, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but maybe that could have uh, changed uh, everything. You know, it's crazy, Armand. Australia must be licking their chops knowing they have a real excellent shot of now qualifying for the World Cup, knowing that they don't have to face the U.S. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And you're talking about development, Stephen, just – Brought the topic I wanted to talk about, which was um, just some of the issues that have been bothering me, and I just want to unleash it, unleash them out in the United, in the United States. Uh, but before we talk about that, I want to talk about Taylor Twelman's comments. Uh, he just had a rant on ESPN talking about how the media just seemed to give excuses, and uh, it's it's spot on. Taylor, his um, his if you go look it up, I really highly recommend you do. His rant is spot on. He talks about how. The media is just criticizing, is is kind of like you know not really criticizing the players. They're kind of repelling it, you know this and that. Uh, other countries are just going at them, you know, left and right. We're giving excuses to these guys, saying they're playing on tough fields and whatnot. Um, but he did mention something that Stephen, you said Switzerland did as well. So I want you like, can you elaborate on that and so, what really it was for our viewers? Yeah. So. Taylor Twelman, yeah, Taylor Twelman mentions the 2000 era uh, of Germany, where they they kind of laid eggs, and Germany looked at themselves and realized we got to change everything. So they got the Bundesliga, the the top division, the second division, the third division, the fourth. They started to realize and to redevelop their their player. How they redevelop? Uh, they redevelop 
their academy system basically, and they they focus on bringing the youngsters. Switchland, in fact, did the same thing. They they invested money, and now you're seeing the U, the U two uh, the U17 back in I think '09 won the the World Cup, the Swiss U17 team. I remember that because I watched it. It was an awesome experience. A good majority of those players, I think, Rodriguez, the the right back, Shaka from Milan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Arsenal midfielder, Swiss, Safarovic, who actually scored the winner against Nigeria in the final. They're all playing for the A team. So the the Swiss realize we need to develop the academies. We need to develop the players. It's not about our clubs. It's the investment into the youth. That is what's going to drive this national team. Because when the youth are doing well and they succeed, what do you think other youth are going to do? They want to follow the footsteps of their friends. They realize there's money to be made. There's also a cultural shift that happened in Switzerland. That's where my parents are from. That is why I'm super bummed. Now I'm even more bummed that the United States are out. Switzerland have to go to a playoff after they've lost one freaking game to the same score in which they beat Portugal in Basel one year ago in September. Portugal and Switzerland have the same record and they beat each other by the same score but because Portugal scored a few extra goals against countries like Gibraltar which was not in our group but I don't know one of the crappy teams in our uh, in the group they're off to the World Cup and Switzerland has to play a a playoff uh, a home and away series or legs with somebody and they could they could miss the World Cup which is insane meanwhile the United States just needed a freaking draw or out. But the, the the problem with U.S. soccer, and this is what happened in Switzerland, is the culturally speaking, the money was never there for players to, to realize, I want to do this. If you're a young athlete in the United States, what do you want to play? It's not soccer, and this is actually going to hurt that even more. Yeah, Christian Pulisic playing at the World Cup would have been great. You could have had... You would have had players line up asking their parents, I want to play soccer. Sign me up for soccer. Sign me up for soccer. Now you miss out on that. And that's what's going to kill this game here in America. And Switzerland realized, Germany too, it's the, it's the youth that matter. No, it is. No, Stephen, you're right. Um, it is. It really is. It's the youth. And I think there's a couple issues regarding the youth, at least in my eyes, one is the college system, and you you might say, Armand, when you're talking about college system, as you know, we've we've seen some great players. It's more of a cultural thing yeah. that we sent. We see a player is young and a rookie at 22 and 23. Stephen, you know, all across around the country, I mean, all across the world. I'm sorry, when a player comes out and they're 22, 23, they should be playing for the first team consistently. They should be really experienced by then. That's an issue, I think. And I've, I've, I've basically seen a few people I know college careers go down ruined. the drain. Yeah, you just go down the drain because of college and misuse and whatnot. And that's that's. I think that's a. I think it's a honestly a little as an issue that not a lot of people want to talk about. They're scared to talk about it. That's just my thought. So uh, Taylor Twelman's rant is like us. It's it's random. It's all over the map. This is. Sheer emotion. This is pure reaction to the national team. 
Yeah, we're going to come back Sunday, and we're going to be cleaned up, and we're going to have more statistics to talk about. We're going to talk, you know, we're going to mention better stuff. But the fact that that we are so at a loss for words and so random tells you how bad this U.S. team is. I don't like this national team. Like, in, in other sports, like in American sports, Say if, if say this national team were I don't know, a baseball team or a football team or a basketball or a hockey team, we'd blow it up. That's what I say. Blow the team up. Trade players. Get rid of all the excess. We're going to start fresh. You, the, the soccer federation now has to try to do that and turn it around quick. Because at the next Gold Cup, they better be... Damn sure they qualify for the Confederations Cup in 2021. You have one, yeah. And like, the, Armand, have that's to. what we're looking at. This World Cup. Think about it. Think about that. We're talking about 2022 now. That's freaking Steven. Nine years away. Steven, Steven, Steven. No, no, no. Five years away. Sorry. You know, nine years. You know, you know how we. You know how they said Germany and Switzerland have a ten-year plan. What? The United yeah. States needs to have an, a nine-year plan. They need to get <laughs> their crap together by 2026 we or talk, else. Uh, 2056, that's what I said. But And I still stand by that after tonight. No, I mean, just to recap, we are now talking about 2022. No longer about 2018. It's 2022. And 2026 suddenly got a lot more important. Um, yeah, I guess we're going to do some f- our final thoughts. Yeah. I mean, that that, that seems about right. Um, I, just, just, just to cap it all off, for me, I've, I've grown up watching soccer in the United States. I've, I've grown up watching MLS grow. It's, it has old, it's almost as old as me. I've gotten close in the U.S. soccer, and I've taken – huge huge amount of pride in watching United States soccer play I mean I might be a a an American with uh, Iranian uh, parents but I'm 100% American above everything else I look at this match I, I I look at this moment right now as 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 American and I'm just genuinely upset because Stephen you know this I know this when you go and your friends that don't even care about soccer come in and watch the World mm-hmm, Cup and people mm-hmm. all unite together in the World Cup, wow. it's true. It's truly it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. It's and unlike it, uh, anything you will ever experience in in sports as coming together as a country. It's not, the Olympics don't get that thing. This sporting event for the one month brings people together like you. Don't you can never possibly imagine? No, and and you you can't you can't imagine it. And I'm just I'm just sad. I'm just I'm just saddening. It, it was such a great time. I mean, you'd go to Buffalo Wild Wings. It'd be too packed. You'd have to go somewhere else. Could be so packed. People saying, "I believe that we will win." Yeah. I believe yeah. that we will win. Now we're, we're we're sitting here, and those chants are are silent. And what's worse? Those for you, Buffalo Wild Wings are going to be empty. Yep, it's a loss for business too. Um, it's yep. Armand, like you know, you obviously we're both uh, first gen here. We, we both have our other countries to support, but 
We support them, but it, you watch them at home with your family, but you don't have that same atmosphere. I remember the 2014 World Cup going to the Londoner in Addison in uh, Texas, rated uh, number one sports that's, bar. That's the, uh, that's the American Outlaw official bar, by the way, in yeah. Texas. Rated in number one bar by NBC Sports, I think in 2015. One of the years. And it was beautiful. I was... I, High fiving the people you don't know, jumping and singing the national anthem. Hey, is, is, isn't that isn't that where isn't that where part of our intro comes? The USA from? chant that you hear at the beginning is from that bar. It's at the end when it was at the end of the national anthem when we played Ghana. The bar started USA, USA. That I I oh. I didn't I didn't care that the United States. Would have lost every game of the group stage. I just wanted them to score for a goal and let the bar just go lights up. Because when you get that, when you get a crowd of people and they, you get them to believe that their team can win, it's magical. And the United States failed to capitalize that. I can't believe that we're sitting here, Armand, talking for 50 minutes randomly how the United States. Did not qualify for the World Cup. Never in a hundred years. Let me tell let let me tell you something, Stephen. Man, I didn't expect I didn't expect either would have happened. And now, us as the younger generation, us as media, us as as people who consume U.S. soccer, need to demand wholesale changes because what we saw out there was embarrassing, a disgrace. As 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 someone who's watched soccer almost all his life. That was the wor- one of the worst times United I've, soccer I've ever seen from the United States. I've never seen a team just so lack of dedication. I've never seen a team with no lack of urgency. You know Come what? On. Taylor Yeah, yeah, no. Alexi Lillis was right. Yeah. They are a bunch of tattooed millionaires that just look like they don't give a damn. And we're sitting here. I'm, I'm just upset now. It's kind of like you know grief emotions. Like you're sad now. You're upset. Why is this happening? Why? And you know what? We're going to be hearing about this all the time. Those players better not be coddled again. And we better get this new generation going because I'm sick and tired of seeing, you know, Michael Bradley, Clint Dempsey, all all, all these guys, you know, just, you know, oh, yeah, we're, you know, yeah, we're, we're amazing. You know, you guys did your job, but the time is up. Get the new generation going and get them going because cheap. I've never seen the, the reaction towards Lexus comments like someone insulted their mom. And now, guess what, tattooed millionaires? Guess what, all, 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 all you coddled babies? You're not going to the World Cup, and you're a disgrace. You're a disgrace. And their career outside uh, of... For the soccer of country. You're a disgrace. I don't care what anyone says. You're a disgrace. Um, now, that, that's, the, that's all I'm going to say. That's, that's, I was, that's all, put that's a parenthesis on there for a second. Outside of the youngsters, outside of the U24s on that team, Bobby Wood... Ariola, Costa, Pulisic, your careers are fine. You're young. You you can you could be part of the core that demands more. But ours, the job of Uncle Sam Soccer Podcast, Armand and I have a specific requirement now to keep U.S. soccer even more accountable, and we've been trying that. We've been, and we'll keep it alive too. Yes, we'll keep it alive. You'll hear about it. We're not going to let this fade away. We You'll won't. hear about it. And Armand says it up perfectly because as we just reflected on what it means to be at the World Cup and that experience of being there. 
suddenly instantly vanished in a matter of 90 minutes is even more heartbreaking than not finding out they hadn't qualified. It's finding out that you're not going to have those three games at the bar with a bunch of your friends, the bunch of your buddies, your mates, I don't know, your girlfriend, your wife, your your family, your cousins, your neighbors, the Chicago uh, Hyde Park. That all gone. All gone. Instantly gone. The red, white, and blue ESPN covering, or Fox, I guess, covering the games. Good Morning America supporting. At the time was President Obama. I don't know if President Trump would do the same. Doesn't seem like he cares for soccer. Although his son does play for the D.C. United Academy team. <laughs> it's but, just... Yeah, man. It's gone. And it just... You sit back, you take a deep breath, and you realize... Oh, crap. I'm, we're going to go eight years between World Cups. It's just um, incredible. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, let's. I mean, I, I just want to say, congrat. I just want to end on this note. Congratulations, to all teams that have uh, that have currently qualified for a World Cup. I still think it's gonna be, it's gonna be a spectacle to watch. I'll still watch it, Steven. I know you'll still watch it. Oh hell hopefully yeah, Swiss move it. on and yes, and and, and and I mean, hopefully this doesn't do that much that much of an effect. I mean, as a United States fan, Fox's coverage are going to shift towards more towards Mexico now because that's the home team. There's, there's or, I mean, why wouldn't they be? Yeah, or the the big names: Neymar, Messi, Ronaldo. A- a- abs- absolutely. So, so to sum it up, guys, media, media, we have to ask questions. Why did this happen? What's wrong? Why? 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 What uh, player? We we have to look past this player pool. We need to figure out something. And overall, it is the most embarrassing night in United States soccer history. It is the most embarrassing night, listeners. Thanks for joining us. Follow us on Twitter, Unksam Soccer Pod. Stephen Jodrin, Omar Kafai. Follow us on Twitter there as well. We'll be back Sunday, and we're gonna actually look at a couple of items that the United States. And U.S. soccer can fix to help us and start to launch us into a better direction. We'll also talk about MLS playoffs and some World Cup qualifying. Messi-Ronaldo debate. i got to open up that wound because things were said on Twitter. This didn't make sense. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening on this late night, late notice. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by true car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill, plus take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed, and together, we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.